This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hello and welcome to Evolve by Erica, the podcast. I am your host, Erica, and I'm so grateful that you're here for episode five, All Things Kundalini. So today we're going to be talking about Kundalini, what it is, and how to get started some things you might hear about kundalini, some questions you might have, and yeah, we're going to get started there. So it is my favorite thing to talk about because as you know, this practice has absolutely changed my life and I am confident to say it's changing so many other people's lives. The DMs I receive on the daily continue to blow me away. And that is why I knew I had to teach this and help people have access to this very ancient practice. And I'm just so grateful to know the power of it. It really truly reminds us of the power that we've had in us all along. It just helps us to access it. So kundalini is a very powerful type of yoga meditation. It originated in India and Yogi Bhajan brought it to the West. So Yogi Bhajan learned it in India, brought it to the United States. And from there, he trained people and he trained teachers. And there they opened up some kundalini studios around the United States. And I was lucky enough to get trained in New York City. That was the closest one to me, actually. It's a very powerful practice that combines mantra, meditation, breath work, and movement. And I believe that's what makes it one of the most potent types of meditation you can possibly practice because it brings in all of these different ways to access this higher consciousness. So kundalini yoga is known to be the yoga and meditation of awareness. It actually helps us to be more aware of ourselves, our thoughts, our actions. Holy moly, if only the whole world was a little bit more aware of their thoughts and their actions and their decisions. So I feel that kundalini helps us to be very objective, almost like we're looking down at the choices we're making and the thoughts that we're having. And when we have more power over our thoughts, we have a ton more power over our reality because our thoughts thoughts create our reality. Our thoughts create the emotions that we hold in our body and how we feel is what we project out and expect back. So by being, by practicing kundalini, you are becoming more aware of your energy. You're becoming more aware of your thoughts and you're able to have more control over them. You're able to choose where you want your thoughts and what reality you want to create. So this is only like one way kundalini is so powerful. And that's why I just geek out over this so much because the benefits are endless. So the next way that kundalini is just so powerful is that it taps into our nervous system. So it slows down our parasympathetic nervous system so that we could be in a calmer state. We can be in a more grounded state. And when we calm our nervous system, our nervous system is in charge of every other system in our body. So when we're calming the nervous system, we're calming down the digestive system. We're calming down 
the cardiovascular system. We're calming down the endocrine system. We're calming down the circulatory system. So we have this impact on every system of the body as we tune in to kundalini, which is so powerful. Through this practice, through the specific meditations, kriyas, movements, breath works, we are literally peeling ourselves apart like an onion. So we come into this world as an innocent little soul. Maybe we bring some things from past lives that could be true, some fears that we have or just some energies or thought thought processes we hold could be from a past life. But for the most part, we're we're pure. And then we start to grow up in this world and we start to take on beliefs. We start to take on ideas from the outside world and what we've been taught from the external. However, like I said before, everything is already within us. So what Kundalini helps us to do is actually start to release patterns that we may have or bring awareness to patterns that we have that may be holding us back. It can help us use the breath to clear traumas that we're holding, clear emotions from the past. It could help us to have more awareness over what we're thinking our thoughts, and our beliefs and start to change them into a higher frequency. We're basically able to start calling ourselves out on our own bullshit. Like, oh, Erica, that's a thought of fear. That's a limiting belief. That's going to hold you back if you keep thinking that. Why don't you think this instead and tap into that expansive space? And I'm telling you, these are the thoughts that go through my mind every day. I'm constantly talking to myself and calling myself out on my own bullshit. And that's what Kundalini helps us to do. So we're peeling ourselves back like an onion. We're releasing traumas from past lives, things we've stored in our subconscious from this lifetime. We're clearing and we're truly freeing ourselves to be comfortable in our own skin, at home within ourselves, and so aligned to our highest self. It's almost unshakable. So when we tune in, when you start Kundalini, the thing that makes it very different in the beginning is that you always tune in with a mantra, Om Namo Gurudev Namo. And we say it three times. Om Namo Gurudev Namo. We breathe in again. Om Namo Gurudev Namo. We breathe in. Om Namo Gurudev Namo. We breathe and we hold it at the top, bringing all this energy in. What that mantra means is I bow to the divine wisdom within. So by tuning in, I am tapping into this higher frequency. I'm acknowledging that everything I need is within me. I have all this power within myself. I just need to uncover it. I just need to access it. I just need to awaken it. And that mantra helps us to do that. And it helps us to do that because it vibrates the pineal glands. It creates this vibration inside our head and that expands and heightens our intuition. That gland is the powerhouse and the source of our intuition. So there is like this physiological effect that's going on in the body and it's very scientific and through that mantra we're vibrating these glands and the the pituitary and the pineal gland and we're we're releasing these hormones into the body to awaken that energy. And as we do this our brain waves change um The hormones that are released in our body change and it truly is a full body experience. It's so powerful. 
We're going to take a break right here for a moment because I have to share about the sponsor of our podcast, Eaton Hemp. I am so grateful that they are a sponsor for this podcast. And Eaton Hemp is a family-owned business, a farmer-owned business. And it is organic, sustainable, transparent, seed to shelf. And what I love most about Eaton Hemp, and I have some of the treats here with me, I always have my snacks with me. So what I love most about them is that these hemp seeds that they use are packed with nutrients. You can get extra protein, fiber, omegas through these little seeds that are called hemp seeds. So they have a bunch of delicious and different flavored snacks. They also have hemp hearts that I make my hemp milk out of. They offer CBD tinctures. Um, If you use CBD, this is just a very clean company, organic, transparent, that I love. And they are offering all of the Evolve community 30% off. So if you visit EatonHump.com and check out with the code Erica30, that's E-R-I-K-A-3-0, you will get 30% off your order. So it's Eaton Hemp and you can visit them. Checking out with the code Erica30, E-R-I-K-A 30, you'll get 30% off your order. So go and check out their products. So grateful for this. Um, that they're sponsoring this podcast, that they're in alignment with InCal, XCal, and the whole Evolve mission, just being plant-based, sustainable, organic, all of those great things for our bodies, for our earth. And I'd be so grateful if you checked them out. Give them a try. I know you'll love them. So back to kundalini. So kundalini brings a ton of spiritual benefits, but also physical benefits. And what's really cool about kundalini is that there's a kriya for everything. And as you guys know, I um, had health anxiety, so I'm recovering. I'm a recovering hypochondriac. And what I love so much about um, kundalini was Each Kriya has a specific intention. Each meditation has a specific intention and it also often has a very physical connection. So let's say um, at one time my liver enzymes were elevated before I went plant-based and I couldn't figure out why. I would be able to find a Kriya for my liver. I believe it's called Let the Liver Live. And I would be able to do different breathworks and postures to help detox this huge filtration unit in our body that's so important, our liver. So I felt from someone that believes in higher health, believes in holistic health, I loved that no matter what I was feeling or experiencing in my body, I can do an exercise or a breath work to benefit that and to help that. And that is what made me fall harder and harder for kundalini because I would just nerd out on the science behind the different postures, how it benefits the systems or the organs in the body and how it could bring this healing or this higher health to each to each part. So there are kriyas for some physical things you may need, emotional things you may need, spiritual things you may need, and the same as meditations. And If you've worked with me one-on-one, you know that I prescribe a very specific set of meditations for you based off of 
what you're experiencing. So a lot of the times in our sessions, maybe 15 minutes or half of the amount of time that we're together, we're talking about what's going on in your life so that I could really get a picture of what it is you're working on, whether it's physically, emotionally, spiritually, and give you a handcrafted practice made up of meditations and kriyas that are specific for you because that's what kundalini offers us. And I just love that. I love it so much. So with that, there are a lot of practices that come with kundalini that you may not know if you're a beginner. So there are mudras and mudras is how we hold our hands during our practice. So sometimes I'll have, I'll ask you to do kiyan mudra which is your first finger and thumb tip together. And this ignites your higher wisdom. And the cool thing is we use our hands to stimulate different parts of the brain. And that's what a mudra is. It's so scientific. Again, why I love kundalini. Because um, I know how powerful the practice is because I've experienced it in my body. But then when you could put science to it so that everyone who thinks you're a little off or weird for practicing this or doesn't believe what you're doing, you'd be like, well, actually there's science to back it up. Let me tell you how. So it's interesting. It's like your body already knows this. And if you've practiced and if you've gone deep and you had a beautiful experience with this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're like, whoa, I know something beyond what I could ever explain is happening here. And it's just fun to find some science to back it up. So mudras connect with our brain. And by stimulating different meridians on the hand, we're telling the brain what to do. So as I said before, gyan mudra, first finger, index finger, and thumb tip touching, that ignites this wisdom within yourself. If you bring your middle finger and thumb tip together, I want you to try this with me. This helps to bring forth patience and understanding. Which is funny because we use the middle finger when we're not feeling very patient or understanding <laughs> in our culture, right? And then our ring finger helps to bring in calm and peace and physical health. So if you feel like you need to stimulate physical healing, you you stimulate that ring finger. And then our pinky finger stimulates communication. So I always tell some of my clients that have to go and speak in front of a lot of people or have a presentation or they're holding a lecture to stimulate that pinky or if they have an important meeting, stimulate that pinky beforehand because that works with the brain to help your communication to be clear. So we use mudras. We also use eye gazes during kundalini as well. So sometimes I'll ask you to look up towards the third eye point to stimulate your intuition. Sometimes I'll ask you to look down towards your nose also to stimulate your intuition. Sometimes you'll be asked to look down at your chin or your moon center, and this is to balance your emotions. So by using the eyes where able to help these glands to release what they need to so that we can maximize the power of our meditation and our practice. How cool is that? I hope you guys think this is as cool as I do. <laughs> I think you do and that's why you're listening today. It's just so, it's so powerful and there's so much meaning and significance behind everything that we do. When we start kundalini, the most important thing for you to do is definitely take it slow. And I do pride myself on 
assisting people and starting this in a very graceful way. So um, before the pandemic, if you were to explore Kundalini, you would most likely have to go to um, a studio or sign up for a class and maybe find one online. But typically, it would be a 90-minute class with a ton of breath work, a ton of really advanced exercises and poses. And what I've tried to do is make this practice as approachable as possible because I feel like so many people need it. And I know I don't always have 90 minutes in my day to just for, just for my meditation. Um, so I wanted to make this all bite-sized and super deliverable to you. And also help you do this in a very graceful way because with kundalini we're using our prana our breath to clear the apana or the toxicity from the system and it's important to have a balance of that and sometimes if you fly into kundalini a little too soon or a little too intensely it can be a lot for your nervous system because like i said we're really tapping into the nervous system and every system of the body so it's important as you do this to listen to your body listen to your intuition and not fear and just move with it and do what you're guided to do and that's why i've made meditation super small concise bite-sized so that you could do this little by little and gracefully grow with this practice because it's so powerful so when starting out it's important to learn the adi mantra which i shared before om namo gurudev namo and it's important to learn how to breathe correctly so let's try that right here together i want you to sit in easy pose or sit on a chair if you're driving or walking um, if you're driving you can't do this unless you park your car safely but if you're walking maybe you can find a place to just stand ground yourself into the ground into the earth and bring one hand to the heart and one hand to the belly and I want you to take a long deep inhale through the nose fill up the chest fill up the belly and exhale through the nose let it all go and again inhale and as you inhale I want your chest and your belly to rise and expand and on your exhale I want your chest and your belly to come back in towards center Take two more breaths here with me. Inhale, everything expands up and out. And exhale, everything comes back in towards center. Good. So that is the basis of every breath work we're going to do. On the inhale, everything expands up and out. And on the exhale, everything contracts in towards center. And how I like to visualize that is on my inhale, I'm bringing in, filling myself up with all that I want, health, radiance, positivity, vitality, happiness, gratitude. And then on my exhale, I'm literally letting out everything that no longer serves me, squeezing it out, letting it all go. So coming to that space of emptiness before I inhale and then exhale again. So that's the basis of every single breath work. Um, just that inhale expansion, exhale, clearing, releasing, letting it all go. And with every breath work that you do, you will need that as a foundation. And a lot of people who I've taught Kundalini to, they've realized that they weren't breathing correctly this whole time, <laughs> their whole life. So sometimes people think when you inhale, you like suck in, but that's not, that's not the right way to go. 
Okay. So you can see how breath work just has such a great impact on the body, on the heart, on the lungs, on the whole system. And as you start to tune into your breath, you really start to feel that and you could just dip into that meditative state at any point. So again, if you're just starting out, my recommendation for you is three minutes of kundalini each day. Um, You don't need any more than that. So three minutes, give yourself that time first thing in the morning because this is a very preventative practice. So I might have a barking dog in a minute. (laughs) So we have a little visitor this week and we have a dog here and we, we might hear some barking in a second. So back to what I was saying, kundalini is a very preventative practice. So when you tune in, you want it to be in the morning because in the morning we're transitioning from melatonin and those sleepy hormones and chemicals into more of those awakened ones and possibly even those stress hormones like cortisol. And we want that transition to be super graceful. And by doing that in the morning, you could have a very graceful transition into that, into that awakened state rather than jumping into that's cortisol spike in the morning. So by practicing in the morning, as I was saying, it's a preventative technique. So if you meditate first thing, you are taking time to get your mind right, to get your energy right, to get your shit sorted out for lack of a better term before you encounter anyone else's shit. I mean, it's pretty genius, right? Like it makes so much sense. So you take that time for yourself. You clear your own BS. You clear your own sadness. You clear your emotions. You have time to process whatever it is you're dealing with as a human being at this point in time before you go into the world and deal with anyone else's sadness, problems, lower frequency that they're holding. And it helps you to hold that space within yourself during the day and then everyone you encounter experiences the best version of you, the highest frequency of you. So obviously you're going to have a positive impact on them. It's so powerful and that's how the ripple effect begins. And like I said before, it benefits every relationship, every encounter that you have. If you were to not start your day with this, let's just run this scenario. So you get out of bed, you rush into your day, you get to work, in the car maybe – you experience someone driving super slow, that aggravates you. You end up getting stuck at a red light when you're running late, whatever, whatever. You go to work, you're already not getting started on the right foot. You have an experience with a coworker that really just triggers you. And then you have to come home and you might decide to meditate then. And that's a wonderful coping mechanism for sure. The only thing is, is that Now you are clearing your frustrations from the day rather than spending the time with a fresh, clean slate so you could get into your subconscious because that's what our morning practice does. It helps us to repattern the brain. Less stuff to work through in the conscious mind so we could dip right into that subconscious mind and really do some deep healing there. But if you don't do it in the morning, you get frustrated more easily. You have less patience. And then by the time you get to your morning practice, you have to spend some time working through that before you could actually get to that subconscious energy to heal. So as I was saying before, if you started your day with it, maybe that red light wouldn't really face you. Maybe the person driving so slow 
wouldn't phase you, but you would send them love and understand maybe they were an elder or maybe they are in a blissful state and taking their time and see it from a lens of love. By starting our day with meditation, it completely changes our perspective on it, everything. And I challenge you, if you're not starting your day already, I challenge you to do this for five days straight. See the shifts that you already feel. If you're not a member of Evolve, I have so many free videos on um, on my IGTV that you can try out. Use those to get started and just watch the miracles start to unfold. So this was an introduction to Kundalini. I feel like I could talk forever about this. Um, I I do want to add first that Kundalini energy is an energy that lives within all of us. Kundalini yoga and meditation is a way, one of many ways to awaken that energy in us. Okay, And when we awaken that energy, we live a life in alignment. We live a life in our purpose. We live a life with clear, aligned chakras. We live in our highest frequency. And it just makes everything better. So as I said before, I feel like I could talk forever about this. If you guys have any more specific questions about Kundalini, please reach out to me and we can go deeper into yogic practices, into morning practice, what it should look like. I could just talk forever. Thank you for being here and listening. Um, and thank you for tuning in each week. If you haven't already, the greatest thing that I would appreciate so much is just to follow or subscribe. So if you're on, if you're on YouTube, subscribe to follow this page. If you're on Spotify, fo- follow along. If you're on Apple, please follow, rate review. Um, any Those little things are so meaningful and I know that our days are so busy and I would just so greatly appreciate if you could take the time to do that. It would mean so much to me. So thank you. Thank you for being here and I can't wait for next week. May the long time sun shine upon you. May all love surround you and may the pure light within you guide your way on Satnam. Mm -hmm. Sending so much love. Satnam.